0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Andrew McCart here for another episode of Talk Smart with... Hugh. and McCart. Uh, Joe, it's been a quiet week in the boxing realm. Well, relatively quiet. Um, so what have you been up to?
1: I've been busy, to be fair. I thought it was going to be a quiet week, but... As ever, the news continues. Um, yep. I was at Fraser Clark versus Marius Watt covering that all week. And then last night, I was at a small hall show in Brentwood, close to me, which is always nice. But yeah, it's been an interesting week. I'm sure we'll cover some of the fights, a little bit of the news. But just when you think it's going to be a quiet week, it never is in boxing.
0: No, I that's what we love the sport. That's what we love it. There's always something coming up whether promoters arguing, uh fighters talking shit, talking nonsense on their uh, social media. Um there's always something to talk about in, in this sport. And the thing that we've probably spoke about on numerous occasions and we're still going to continue to talk about it, is the corner Ben versus Chris Eubank Jr. because Of words coming out of Eddie Hearn's mouth, he said it's almost agreed, just sort of like there's no contracts being written out, it's almost been agreed, it's just the the location of where this fight will take place. Now, I don't think it was going to happen in the UK for obvious reasons. I think Conor Ben still needs to produce, go up in front of the board, and UCAD and get cleared by UCAD and all these sort of things. I think that still needs to take place before Ben, Conor Ben gets to fight in the UK. So, highly likely it's probably going to be Abu Dhabi or or out in the Middle East somewhere. Um, So, yeah, I think the fight's going to happen, Joe, but it's just when and where.
1: It sounds like there's a deal in principle. Just got to kind of dot the I's and cross the T's. Probably looks like it's Abu Dhabi. A big telling sign for me was... I think we spoke to Ben Shalom earlier on in the week and he kind of confirmed that they can't make Chris Eubank Jr. wait for the Liam Smith fight. Um, Probably confirmed what a lot of us probably already thought slash knew. And it looks like we will finally see that fight a year later than originally planned. Looking at September, meant to be October last year. Probably Abu Dhabi. We know the money's there. Mm -hmm. We know that Matchroom have a deal in place with Abu Dhabi. I think we were meant to see a a fight night there on the 3rd of June. 3rd of June's kind of just gone two weeks ago. We didn't see that. Last year, we saw Bivol out there. I think it looked amazing. Looking online and the whole experience of Abu Dhabi looked absolutely fantastic. And it'll be good, I think it will still capture the audience's imagination, certainly over this uh, uh, in the UK. And a great thing about it being Abu Dhabi is the time difference isn't mm-hmm. much of an issue. So it's still going to be near, maybe just before prime time for the UK audience.
0: That's, I think I, I might be talking nonsense here. <clears throat> I don't know if Eddie Hearn's got like a, uh... Thing with Abu Dhabi, they has to put on shows over there, two or three shows a year, or something along them lines. Uh, so, I think that fills that obligation. And with the ongoing, it's still an ongoing situation, believe it or not, with with Conor Ben, Ucad, and the board, the British Boxing Board of Control. So, um, when will this get resolved? Who knows? Because uh, I think when it comes to the UK boxing fans and UK boxing. You're, you're wanting the big fights in the UK. You want to give the fans, especially the loyal UK fans, the, the fights. Because we do travel. We do go to the Vegases. We do spend our hard-earned money to go to New York. We do spend our money to go wherever the names go, we we follow. And I think we're the only boxing fans in the world that actually do that. Because you see these big American guys come over to the to the UK. They don't really bring a huge support with them. But that might just be because America has all them... the the NFL and basketball and baseball lacrosse all that all that stuff they've got they've got sports galore over there so boxing might take a play second fiddle to a lot of these sports that's why they don't travel but as boxing fans UK boxing fans we we love the sport it's probably our third spot behind football and rugby so we we want to keep the, the, the the sport in the UK we want the big Stadium fights, the Manchester arenas, the O2s. We want everything here. So until Conor Ben can obviously clear his name, get all that um, a situation, I, I don't know, a lack of a better word, probably the situation that he's in right now, clear with, with the board, get UCAD involved, clear it with UCAD, and we can get him back fighting in, in the UK. But until then, it's probably going to take place in Abu Dhabi. Um, a year, like you said, uh with the later than what it should have been but um yeah that's uh, it's a fight, it's a good fight, and um I think going more Eddie Hearn he seems a bit he seems confident that the fight will get made and it's gonna happen this year.
1: <clears throat> I think a fight of this magnitude would include probably rematch clauses
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the contract. So I think probably in an ideal world we'll see it absolutely humding up in Abu Dhabi. And by the time kind of the spring rolls around next year, uh, Connor's situation with the British boxer border control will be sorted out and we can see a rematch in the UK because it is a great British family rivalry, which I think has been pushed now because of what's happened over the past nine, 10 months. It's got more personal. There's more needle between the two gentlemen in the ring who will be fighting each other, not just the dads, not just the names. So hopefully we get a fantastic fight. It's certainly more of an intriguing fight if it's to believe that it will be at 160. Because if you remember last time, it was at the catch weight. Yep. And with what we've seen... With the Liam Smith fight, with what we've seen of the week of the fight, Chris probably didn't look best at that weight. So it's at Chris Eubanks Jr.'s weight. Conor Ben's got to move up 13 pounds than he's ever fought before. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. It's an intriguing fight, but more importantly, it's a huge fight that will cross over into that casual audience. It will pierce the needle through. The hardcore boxing audience and
0: go into the mainstream. I think for Conor Ben, he's a he, <clears throat> he's not big in height, but in frame he's big. I think one five four, one sixty is quite easy for obviously easy for Ben to make. But I don't think that he'll he'll be at a disadvantage because he is a he has a stocky broad man. He is a, a he is solid. Do you know what I mean? So I think. We, even when Ben was fighting at one four seven, you can almost see that he would probably go up in weights throughout his career. He, he would go up to one five four, then he would go up to one sixty. He's probably gone up to one sixty a little bit sooner than what we all thought. But um, I think it was it was it would have happened anyway in his career because he is quite a a solid man. He is frame wise. He's, he's big back, big chest, big shoulders. Um, so I don't think that it probably will suit Chris. I favour Chris a little bit, but I don't think. Corner would be at much of a disadvantage at it, it, a full-blown 160. Yeah,
1: I think he'll probably go to 160 for that fight and then maybe campaign for titles at 154 after that. Kind of a bit of a happy medium. Mm-hmm. Yep. If there's a big fight that comes up at 147 and he can make it, then by all means. But wherever he's at his career, he's lost a year of fights. He hasn't fought since, I think, March of 2022 mm-hmm. against Chris Van Heerden. So he's going to want to move quick. He's going to want the biggest fights, the biggest titles as soon as possible. Let's not forget, he's still young, so he's still got time, mm-hmm. but he's got a point to prove. He's always had the bit between his teeth. He's always wanted yeah. those big fights, but it's going to be that more than ever now. He's going to be wanting to prove a point to kind of everyone who has thrown his name into disrepute over the last 12 months. And it's important to him. He wants to prove that he is this world-level fighter. And let's start it by where he should have done it last year. Still a big fight. And fingers crossed, within the next 10 to 14 days, we do get those contracts signed and we get a little bit more concrete that the fight mm. is happening. Hopefully, see one of those lovely metron fight posters, and it will probably say September, Abu Dhabi.
0: Definitely, me. And you mentioned the long layoff for for Conor Ben, and I know fighters say if you get good quality spawn, um, the the ring rust isn't there. I know, like my my good friend Josh Taylor, he didn't use the sixty month out of the ring as an excuse. He said if you get good quality spawn, it doesn't matter about the ring rust. But me, I, I think there is a. a it's okay having high quality sparring, but sparring in an enclosed environment with five or six people watching uh, in your home gym—it's kind of like that easy feeling. It's a lot different than making your ring walk in front of twenty thousand uh, crowd booing, cheering, whatever, um, under them lights as well. Do you know what I mean? The hot lights. Uh, there is a there is sort of a ten percent of your energy will, will disperse or your anxiety. Because of the magnitude of this fight. So I think Conor Ben's probably one of them guys that will say that it's a uh, the 16, 17, 18 month out of the ring isn't isn't a big deal. He's not going to use that as an excuse. But as a as a fan and as a as I have done, believe it or not, I have done a little bit, it is you need to get the rounds in. I think being a being an active fighter is definitely more beneficial than being a non-active fighter. So um again, there's so many variables in this fight. There is the Connor Ben moving up to one sixty, the sixteen-month layoff, but then Chris Eubank's coming off a devastating loss as well. Um, so there is these factors that there is that Ben Eubank name, obviously the the the, the failed drug test from Connor as well. There's so much in this fight, um, which is going to add needle spice, everything that we as boxing fans want. We we love the build-up, we love the press conferences, the weigh-ins, the shoving. The online spot, believe what that—that's what boxing is nowadays. There is that because of social media. I think the the, the back and forth between fighters on Instagram and Twitter, and then the Argy bargy, bargy the, the back and forth in the in the press conferences, the pushing and shoving at the way in Me personally, I like it. I'm not gonna lie, I like mm. it. I think it builds a fight up a little bit, and it adds that more. It gets you excited for the fight. Do you know what I mean? It gets you up and ready to rock. I was already excited for the first fight just because of that Ben and Eubank. You were too young to remember them fights. You never stayed up with your dad to watch them fights when you were 9, 10 years old. Do you know what I mean? I did. Um, on ITV box office back in the day. You Again, too young for you. Too young for you, Joe. But uh, for me, it's a little bit of nostalgia feeling seeing that Ben Eubank name going at it again, especially at an age that I am. Now I've got a son that can probably watch it with me. Um so, yeah, hopefully Connor can sort out this situation with the board and UCAD, get this sorted out. Again, we don't, we're we not privy to what the ins and outs are. Um, we we all spoke to Connor privately and, and stuff like that. So, again, hopefully this can get sorted. Like you said, Abu Dhabi for the first match. There is always rematch clauses in these massive fights. And if we get this yet again um, in the UK, then that's good for the UK boxing fans. But I think, first and foremost, we need to see Connor Ben in front of the board and you can clear his name and then we can get this whole saga, uh, signed, sealed and delivered over done with, and we can get back to his career because he is an exciting young fighter.
1: Completely agree with everything you said there, Andrew. I think it's going to be a brilliant one if it happens. It's going to get a lot of fans excited. It's going to get not just the boxing fans excited, it's going to get the whole country talking because Around that fight week, people forget it was only pulled off three days before the actual fight. Mm. And the, the momentum was really, really starting to build. But let's move on. Yes. To a fight night on Friday. Fraser Clark steps it up, his first 10 rounder, Marius Wack. You mentioned the heat under those lights. It was mm. a very, very hot. York Hall, we had all, all of the media, all the fighters were having to step outside of the back of York Hall every five minutes. It was absolutely sweating in there. But first of all, what did you make of the performance, Andrew?
0: You know what? It, it was Fraser's first 10-rounder, like you said. First headline. York Hall is one of them venues where it's... It's not the mecca of boxing, but it's one of them venues where it's old school. It's It's like... Every single fan is on top of you. It's like a cauldron. I've been at the York Hall a couple of times. You mentioned the heat. The heat doesn't escape from that building, especially on a summer's night. Do you know what I mean? The lights as well. So even like you said, sitting ringside, you'd be sweating buckets. So imagine what the fighters are feeling. Um, you've got to take these little these little things into account when you're talking about um, the performance and stuff. But for Fraser, headlining this first fight, against Marius Wack, who's, who's been in there, he's done it. He he's fought the best in the division. Do you know what I mean? He's lost against the best in the division as well. It's not like he's, a, he's just a guy that come over here. He has a big, big, big Polish unit, much bigger. And I think there would have been a little bit of pressure on Fraser to go out there and put a performance on because of this Fabio Wardley fight being talked about for that British title. So again, Fraser is that sort of, he's got that Olympic medal behind him. He's been in the GB squad. But again, amateur and pro boxing is a lot different. And I think with, that you mentioned, the heat, I wasn't at the York Hall, but I have been in the York Hall on summer nights. It's a sweat box. It's unreal. Um, I got the job done. So that's all you needed to do was just get the job done. It was a shutout, wasn't it? I think it was a complete shutout. The referee scored a complete shutout. He didn't lose a round, Fraser. There you go. What more can you ask for apart from a knockout? Do you know what I mean? So he done everything he needed to do. And I think it keeps alive that Fabio Wardley fight because the argument for that Fabio Wardley fight not happening right now was the fact that Fraser hadn't been in a ten rounder, he hadn't been in there with a big name. Now he has. Let's see if we can we can get that Fabio. I know was it Ben Shalom said that there's a, now a deal in place or that they've offered they've offered a deal out to Eddie Hearn or something along them lines for that fight to happen. And uh, yeah, I, I listen. Again, as selfish boxing fans from the UK, you mentioned that English title fight with Jordan Perkins last night. You mentioned that it's one of the best fights you've seen. These yeah. English titles, British title fights, they produce the best fights. It means so much for these fighters to win that English title, be, be the champion of their country. It means so much for them. I, mean, I know that like US boxing fans, German boxing fans, Mexican boxing fans won't quite understand it, but that British title, that Lonsdale belt, means everything to every British title, Brit, uh, British fighter. They want that belt. It's the best belt in boxing in terms of visually. It looks better. Imagine having that on your mantelpiece somewhere in your house. I might even buy a fake one. Do you know what I mean? That's that's how nice it is that belt to have. So don't. You're only as good as your last fight. That old saying. I think Fraser Clark. He did what he needed to do. There would have been pressure on him to to produce a big performance. He didn't get the knockout against somebody like as a unit as big as Marius Wack, who knows how to survive. Um, that doesn't matter. He got the job done. might not have been his best performance, but like I said, got the job done. Now let's see this Fabio Wardley fight. You might as well just jump. You've dipped your toe in at the deep end now. Just jump right in now.
1: Yeah, after the fight, Benjamin said that another offer has been made within the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. I think Colmar in the States during an interview with Eddie and before the pro-gray fight last night, he kind of threw shade on whether that fight will happen Judging by what he said, I don't think it'll be happened next unless there's a massive, massive offer. Um, I, I think the board will probably order David Adelaide to fight Fabio Wardley, which is another great fight. For me, and I'm sure you'll agree, I just want to see a variation of these British fighters all around the British title level. The four names obviously always being spoken about is Fraser Clark. Uh, Fabio Wardley, the champion, David Adelaide, and Sol Dakers. Let's see them mix it. Personally, I don't mind. I don't mind what variation of that we see. Yep. Because I think they're all kind of operating at a similar level. Obviously, Fabio Wardley's been there for a little bit longer. And he's probably had some of the better opponents. But he isn't coming in... To the pro ranks with that amateur pedigree. Mm. So it all kind of evens itself out. So I think it's so, so important for the domestic scene. And we all know that no matter whether it's the world level, domestic level, small hall level, whatever, it all starts with the heavyweights and filters down. Mm. So I think set an example. Make sure that one of those fights happens for the British title by the end of the year. Otherwise, we could see them go down international routes and we could easily see that those fighters slip out, those fights slip through our fingers.
0: That's it. I think again, you've got to be selfish as a boxing fan, and I think that, I keep mentioning that. But we want to see these fights. You mentioned them four name, names there. Um, they, they, it's like I, I when I was a kid, my favorite fighter was Roberto Duran. All right, yeah. he was a he was a lightweight. Right, he went up to fight Marvin Hagler. He says, I'll fight you, Marvin Hagler, put you're let's have a scrap." Then he went up to fight six foot two, a five foot seven man for a six foot two man, and Tommy Hearns. He got knocked out, but he wasn't scared to take that fight. He took that gamble. Same as he gave uh, Sugar Ray Leonard his first loss. The, yeah. I think every. Duran's well, my favorite fighter of all time. I'll just put that out there because he had the mindset of, "I'm going to challenge myself." I'm going to just, if I lose, I lose. If I win, I win. Perfect. But I'm going to go in there and give it my all. I'm going to fight the best. And that's what boxing is all about. I think that these four guys that you mentioned, and Dakers, Adelaide, Wardley, and Clark, they can fight each other again. They, they can fight for the British title, but then they can have, fight for that international title. The headweight division right now, when Tyson Fury, Joshua, Joyce, Usyk, Wilder, Um, I probably missed somebody else. White, they're in their late 30s. They're going to 34s, 35s now, 33s. They're on the cusp of maybe two years left. Fraser Clark's in his 30s, but he's a young thirty. He's only a professional for two years. He hasn't got the miles on the clock in terms of damage and whatnot. So he can stick around a little bit longer. Adelaide's young. Uh, Fabio Wardley's, what, 28? Is he?
1: Yeah, around that late 20s, yeah.
0: Yeah, late 20s. So they can meet each other again. They they can fight each other in in the near future, get themselves in a position, and then go for the rematch again. Why not? But I think that British title, that British heavyweight title, always produces a dust-up. It doesn't have to be a heavyweight title. Any British title from light flyweight to heavyweight produces good fights. And I think if, you, if you're a fighter, that's what you want to be involved in. You want to challenge yourself. There's no point taking these fights that fans ain't going to get up for, it up for you need to take these challenges and I think Fraser Clark wants it. David Adderley wants it. He's talking a good game. He, he's he's ready for a good scrap. Fabio Wardley ain't going to back down from nobody. He's ready for it. And Solomon Day because when I spoke to him when he fought Ismay in Newcastle a few months back, he's 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 up for it as well. So they're all up for it. Just let's go. Why not? Do you know what I mean? It's 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 there. Just. It's there. And I think we need to see the fights. I just want that British title produces good fights and we need to see them. Yeah, look at this.
1: I'll, I'll say two examples. The one that everyone uses is George Groves versus James DeGale. Mm-hmm. They fought each other very early on in their careers for a British title. Obviously, George Groves come out of that, the victor, and James DeGaulle won a world title before George Grove did. Mm-hmm. Both world champions. And the, uh, the Burner who lost that fight won a world title before he did. So mm-hmm. it, it's all relevant to the time. And you look at just a couple of years ago, Daniel Dubois versus Joe Joyce for mm-hmm. the British title. Daniel Dubois, again, will be fighting for the unified world heavyweight title, if all goes to plan, against Alexander Sarnorusi, before Joe Joyce. Mm. They both. I know Joyce obviously lost his own, but they were both mandatory for world titles. So it's not the end of the world. really not the end of the world.
0: Exactly that. I lost. I think. I'm not going to blame Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather done what he needed to do in his career. And he marketed that zero on his record so well. People didn't want to watch Floyd to win. They wa- they went to go and watch Floyd Mayweather to see if he get- got beat. They wanted him to lose his zero. And he marketed himself on that zero on his record. And I think a lot of fighters nowadays, they've, they've got that in their head. They need to be undefeated. You don't have to be undefeated. Leonard wasn't undefeated. Ro- Sugar Ray Robinson wasn't undefeated. Roger Duran, Hagler, Hearns, Muhammad Ali, Tyson... None of these guys were undefeated. And you mentioned two great fights there. The Was fighting for the Unified Championship before Joyce does. The Gale got a title before George Groves. It's perfect. You don't need to be undefeated to get to where you need to be in this sport. Just put the, put the fight on. Get the fight. You win, lose or draw. Dust yourself off and go again. It's just, it's, that's what boxing is all about. I know right now boxing is probably a business before it's a sport. It is. It's a business first, then it's a sport. Right, but everything needs to lined up. People need to get lawyers involved in contracts and all this sort of networks and promoters and managers. Aye, okay, but just fight. I know the fighters want it, and I think this year's proven just to go off a little bit, just a little segue away from here. This fight's proven when two fighters want it, they just need to pick up the phone. We spoke about this last week. Garcia and Tank, they, they just went out. Like they phoned each other. How do we get this made? Let's get this made. they, they, they Spence Crawford. What do they do? They picked up the phone. They called each other and they said, let's get this fight made. And now we've got the, them Them fights. Have, one's been made and one's happening in the 29th of July. So we're seeing it going in the right direction. These fights getting made. It's getting there. And I think, especially at this British title level, it's surely, let's just get it done. Let's just get this fight made because as a boxing fan, I love that any British title fight. And if it's a heavy British title fight, sign me up. I'm in. Definitely,
1: and just to wrap up on this little bit, you say your favourite fighter, Roberto Duran, look how many losses he had. My favourite fighter, Manny Pacquiao. Uh, the, the the losses they had. The biggest star in boxing right now, Canelo.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Two losses on his record. It really doesn't matter. The one who they say is probably one of the most skillful, amazing boxers of our generation, Vasily Lomachenko, now got three losses on his record. And we do know it is a business. We're under no illusions that it's a business. That it's not a business, but the business can only thrive if we get great fights. Mm-hmm. Because Floyd Mayweather done what Floyd Mayweather did, and he had done it absolutely fantastically. But if there was a hundred Floyd Mayweathers, the the sport wouldn't grow. would fight each other. People would get bored very quickly. Fight each other. But, yeah, no one would fight each other, and the sport would get boring very, very quick. Very, mm-hmm. very quickly. And then, just as quick as people turn on the telly for Floyd Mayweather, they turn it off for everyone else. Mm-hmm. So, so it's important that we see these fighters at any level. At any level. 50-50 fights. Mm-hmm. And we can see the comebacks. So how many times has the comeback story been better than, the, than before? Exactly. We see, we see it with George Groves. For an example, after the two losses to Carl Froch and then goes out against Badu Jack, when he beat Tudinov, it was like everything kind of built up to that moment. I remember the commentary. I think it was the BBC Sport commentary, Mike Costello at the time. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And it creates their moments. Every scenario, every situation in the build up to this one fighter's kind of big moment was every boxer it's not just boxing. Every person's arc is different in life, mm. whether that's going undefeated your old career or whether that's being like a Rosario, this mm. cult hero that he produces that big knockout last year. All of these moments make great viewing and that's what we need in boxing. But we'll move on, Andrew, to another world champion who isn't undefeated. Of, in Regis Progray. He fought last night. What did you make of it?
0: I thought Regis won. Um, It probably wasn't his best performance, but Sorella probably is one of them fighters that isn't going to make you look good. Do you know what I mean? He isn't going to make you look good because <clears throat> of his style. I think Regis was lucky with the first round knockdown. I think it was a knockdown. I think the referee put it as a slip, so he got away with it there. But... It wasn't the Regis was talking that he wanted to put on a show for the the fans in New Orleans. He probably was a he's probably upset with himself that he didn't manage to get that knockout win that he wanted. But a wins a win. He's he's a, he's still a WC world champion. Um, big fights out for him out there. I know um, all fight week he mentioned guys like Devin Haney, um, Brona, and even Teofimo Lopez. Uh, Didn't mention Jack Carroll until he was asked about Jack Carroll. Um, But for me, again, as a boxing fan, this side of the pond, and I think Jack deserves a shot at a world title. I want to see Regis Progray versus Jack Carroll for the WC world title. Manchester, that would be great, but I think that Reed just would probably want to keep it in the U.S., probably keep it at the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans, make that a fight hub, because he said he wants to bring big-time boxing back to, to New Orleans. But again, we spoke about it there. Boxing's a business. Where's the money? Devin Haney. That's where the money is. Jack Carroll, is, even though it's a good fight, because you've got two guys with similar styles, similar frame, similar size, both self-paws, both got a beautiful backhand on them. That fight excites me, but I think with the uh, where it comes to money and where the money is, I think Prograde versus uh, Devin Haney, that's where Regis probably wants to go, but I think the easier fight to make is Jack Carroll and Regis Prograde for the fact that they're both were Eddie Hearn and match room. Um, Jack deserves a shot. Regis is probably, I don't know, he's, he's probably want to get back on the horse straight away because I think it's a three-fight deal with, uh, with match room. So he's probably want to get back on the horse right away. And we all know that Jack Carroll will be a, a voluntary defence of that title. It won't be anything other than that. So Regis is going to want to ha- take that fight. And it's a dangerous fight against Jack because Jack's a, a, a dangerous opponent. He's, he's, he's not there just to get... Uh, Walked over, Jack Jack always comes to fight and he always produces the goods.
1: Yeah, with Regis, I'm kind of in two minds. Obviously, the British side of me wants that Jack Catterall fight and I think Regis would come over to the UK. I think he enjoyed it last time, the fight week, when he came over to the O2 to fight Josh Taylor. And if there's any man who deserves a world title shot, he's Jack Catterall. But then the recency biased in me, says, I want that Tiafimo Lopez fight after his performance last week. Mm. I think that could create fireworks. If we see a vintage Regis Progray, the one that turned up in his ultimately losing effort against Josh Taylor, but when I say losing, I don't mean that in a bad way whatsoever because it was an absolutely fantastic fight. Obviously, split decision that night at the O2. If we see that version of Regis Progray versus the version of T.O. that we saw once again against Josh Taylor. I think uh, Josh Taylor probably brings out the best in these mm. fighters. Um, then we could see a fight that will not only have a fantastic build up but can deliver on all fronts in the ring.
0: I think so. Just to quickly end on this, the fight that we want to that I want to see as a, as a British boxing fan is Jack Carroll and Regis Progrity. It makes sense. Both for the same promotion. Um, both Weddy Hearn Regis has said he wants to fight in the UK again Manchester Arena makes sense but again he wants to make New Orleans uh, a sort of hub, a boxing area where he's bringing big time fights to New Orleans so I can see that but at the same time when you look at the division and boxing is all about making money for the fighters I think fighters can accept that it's a short career I think what the money is is with, with Devin Haney the fight with Devin Haney or Teofimo Lopez um for that unified world title with Lopez for the WBO because apparently Teal hasn't vacated that title. Um So, but again, selfishly, I would like to see the Jack Carroll versus Regis Progre. But again, money talks in this sport. So it's it's one of them, like I said to you, it's a business before it's a sport and money talks. So it's uh the pressure's on Andy Hearn. I think Eddie Hearn needs to put these fights on and I think uh, the pressure's on him I think Devin Haney's in that sort of free market agency right now free agency right now I know he's going to look like he's signed with Skill Challenge out in Saudi Arabia but um, yeah wherever Regis goes it's going to be an exciting fight and I'm looking forward to it but again selfishly I would like to see Jack get it but I think highly likely it's going to be in America against either Devin Haney or Lopez or what not now I do want to quickly move on and talk about Eddie Hearn I mean he seems to be pissing off quite a lot of people in John Fury and Oscar De La Hoya. I'm sure you've been on uh, social media and whatnot and you've seen all this as well, Joe.
1: Yeah, I was uh, just... what I come in last night and I just put uh, on Twitter and just see De La Hoya at it again. This week is Oscar De La Hoya. Last week, it was Frank Warren. On Friday night, we've got John Fury threatening to slap Eddie Earn. Uh he certainly does like to ruffle a few feathers. That's but what, what I'll say. Why, what's, but, he said
0: what's he done? What's all that done? I don't, <laughs> I, know, I don't know what he's done. I don't know.
1: What's I, I honestly thing? don't know. I honestly don't know. It, it's very, very strange. It's very, very strange. But he don't seem to be a very popular man at the minute. I don't really know <laughs> what to say because I haven't seen what he's been saying. I think... Uh, there's always been a little bit of needle, a little bit of a rivalry between certainly De or in De La Hoya's mind because they've both got the promotional contracts with the zone golden Boy Matchroom, they're both on the zone, so probably in Oscar De La Hoya's mind, it's who's gonna who's producing the best content for that platform who are ultimately pumping a lot a lot of money into their promotional companies.
0: Yeah, but I do want to quickly, I know we're running out of time here, but I do want to touch on uh, Canelo Badu Jack. Um, yes. <clears throat> I mean, what, what a fight that would have been if Canelo did step up to the plate, but I think um, on what Badu Jack said he wanted, Canelo wanted him to come £20 under the cruiserweight limit for the cruiserweight title <clears throat> um, and a rehydration clause. And I think Badu Jack's basically said, nah, just go and fight David Benavides, which is a fight we all want to see as boxing fans. Just quickly, your thoughts on that?
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's a shame. It's always hard to see all of this. Because first of all, if it's true, because we're only going off what Badu Jack's saying. He just put out a statement last night. But it's always hard to see all of these little clauses in contracts when ultimately... It's for the cruiserweight WBC world title. That's the weight limit. Mm-hmm. We all know the rules of boxing uh, in regards to rehydration, in regards to check weights, in regards to weighing in 24 hours before the fight. So it's always tricky and a bit difficult when you see those messed about with. But on the flip side, hopefully, we will see Canelo either in with David Benavides next or. Eddie Young said he believes that the most likely option for Canelo next is Charlo,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is another fight. It's another Great salivating fight.
0: fight. Mm, love love that fight. I think Canelo right now, he's got options coming out of his ears. Benavidez, Charlo, <clears throat> light heavyweight, super middle, whatever. He, he's, he's got options and it's always going to be for big money and he's going to be in good fights because I think Canelo's one of them fighters that's never going to be an adult dull fight. But Joe, as always, man. Loved spending time with you on a Sunday. Uh, I do appreciate your time, as always, for doing this. And, uh, yeah, let's go. Obviously, hopefully the fight news picks up again. We've got some more things to talk about next week. I think it's a quiet week next week as well, unless you're doing something.
1: Yeah, no major fight week next week. But, Andrew, enjoy your day with your kids, because it's uh, Father's Day, so... Get to uh, get some, spend some quality time with them. Happy Father's Day for all the fathers out there. But once you've spent your time with your kids, you want to chill out, away from them. They've been doing your head, head in all day. Turn on talk smart with Pure McCart. Coming to you every Sunday evening. Do not miss it. YouTube, all your streaming platforms, all your social medias. It's the place you want to be on a Sunday. We're about to run out of time. So we'll see you at 7
0: p.m. tonight, 7 p.m. Thank you, George. Cheers, mate. Don't miss it. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?